to be able to welcome back in this capacity to this podium my one and only, my honey, my boo, my baby, and my partner in the faith. Would you please join me in welcoming Pastor Kimberly Anderson as she comes to minister the word of God to us tonight. been a while, a long while, but God is faithful. And I just tell you, I, I'm just honored to be here on uh, what's the eve, eve of, of Thanksgiving because I'm thankful. I am so grateful to serve a God who's already taken care of everything. I think sometimes we act like we're serving a God who's trying to figure it out. And with every situation and circumstance you get yourself into, he's got to come up with a solution. But that's not, it's not the God we serve. The God we serve has worked it all out Already. Already. It's a finished work. I said it's a finished. Whatever that thing is. Thank you, sir. Um, that's been aggravating you, frustrating you, making that, you know, that thing that's made you doubt and question, that things that, that has made you stay home one Sunday too many, it's that thing that he's already taken care of. And I'm going to prove it to you tonight. The way he proved it to me. Amen. God, we are so grateful. So grateful to be able to stand in your house by night. We are so grateful to serve the only true and living God. We're so grateful to be called your sons and daughters. We are so grateful that while we were yet sinners, you sent your only begotten son to die for us. We're so grateful that he's not dead, but he's alive. And when he was resurrected, we were resurrected in him. With power. <laughs> resurrected with life. Resurrected with victory. And we say thank you tonight. We honor 
and we bless your name. Father God, I ask tonight that as I speak, as they hear my voice, they'll hear your word and they'll be encouraged to go all the way with you, all the way into eternity with you, never looking back at this world. That's my goal tonight, Father. I love you and I honor you. In the name of Jesus, I do pray, amen. 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 Let's turn to uh, what this year has been a very familiar passage of scripture for us. And we'll probably uh, hit a lot of scriptures, but this is, this is the launching pad. Second Chronicles chapter 20. We'll read verses 1 and 2, and then we'll drop down to verse 24. It says, it happened after this. It happened after this. After Jehoshaphat had gotten some things in order, after he had made a big boo-boo. It was after these things, right? When he thought he should be able to just uh, coast along in life. After this, that the people of Moab with the people of Ammon and others with them besides the Ammonites came to battle against Jehoshaphat. Then some came and told Jehoshaphat saying, a great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea, from Syria, and they are in Hazazon Tamar, which is in Gedi. So they're getting closer. And they're coming for you. They're coming for you, old king. You know you're a king, right? Mm -hmm. Verse 24. So when Judah came to the place, overlooking the wilderness. They looked toward the multitude and there were their dead bodies falling on the earth. No one had escaped. You can take your seat. So when they came to the place overlooking the wilderness, they looked toward the multitude and there were their dead bodies. Whose dead bodies? The Moabites, the Ammonites, and all the other ones who had come in cahoots to destroy Jehoshaphat. You know, as, as you continue through life and you continue uh, maturing in the things of God, you can become very complacent. And you can forget some of the little things that are the bedrock of who and what we are. We can forget little things like the just shall live by his faith. At some point, it just becomes a saying that we repeat over and over. Oh, the just live by faith. Oh, the just live by faith. Oh, it's four times in the Bible. It says the just live by faith. But are you actually living by faith? 
or are you on cruise control? Say your confessions. We know how to ask people, well, what do you believe in God for? And a lot of times they'll say, well, um, 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 well, I'm, I'm, um, well, I'm believing God to be married, or I'm believing God to, to get me into a new house, or I'm believing God to, you know, to pay off my debts and get me. Well, what scripture are you standing on? Um, um. See, we become really complacent because we have the wrong perspective. And you see I'm saying we right. Sometimes we can have the wrong perspective in this walk. Okay. You can look at this life as I'm running a course trying to make it to the finish line to be declared victorious. You're running. There's a finish line 50 yards away or, you know, 200 meters away. I think that's how they call them. Or, you know, 400 meters away or a mile away. There's some tape that you want to cross to be declared victorious. And we live life like that. So if we hit a hurdle and we stumble, no big deal. We just keep, you know, get up and running. Because I'm trying to make it to this finish line so that I can be declared victorious. That's one way to look at life. But it's wrong. It's wrong. We're not running this race trying to win. We're running this race as those who have already won. Well, well, we're not in. Well, that's not that's not a race. No, it's not a race. No, it's not a race. The race is over. Do you, do you know the race started in Genesis? When Adam and Eve were kicked out of the garden. The race started trying to gain life, trying to gain victory, trying to gain healing, trying to gain peace, trying to gain. The race started. But when Jesus Christ came, died on the cross, was resurrected from the dead. The race was over, and Jesus Christ was declared victorious. So we are not running, trying to win. Do you know what we're doing? Now, this is rude, but this is what it is. We are having a ticker tape parade in our opponent's city. Now, just, just think about it. Just think about it. Now, that, just think about The Rays beat the Braves World Series some year. I don't know when. And instead of coming back to St. Pete and having our parade, we decide we're going to stay in Atlanta and have our parade. What are the Atlanteans going to behave like? They're going to be throwing things, shouting things, doing all sorts of ugly things. Why? 
because you are holding a celebration in their city. You are constantly in their face for however long you're there reminding them that you are a victor. Well, can I tell you what's happening in this life? We are in the devil's little world. Right? Walking around healed, walking around at peace, walking around with joy, walking around victorious. We are holding a never-ending parade on his turf. So when things start to happen that are contrary to what you know it's supposed to be like, it's not because you're losing. It's because you've already won and that joker is mad. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 57. Ladies and gentlemen, we've already won. I said we've already won. We've already been crowned but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now when you look at that who gives us the victory, that is a present and an ever-present tense of that verb. He didn't just give it to me. He gives it to me, and he keeps giving it to me. So no matter what situation I enter, I am already been handed the crown. I've already got the trophy. I've already won. So what is it that I'm supposed to be doing on a daily basis? Thanking God. I said I'm supposed to be thanking God on a daily basis, not just on the fourth Thursday of November. I'm supposed to always be, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Because I have already won. No, Pastor Kim, that, that, no, we're trying to win. Nope. He gives us the victory. Now, let's keep going. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. It says, now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph. See the parade? You see the parade? He always, he's the grand marshal of the parade. He's the one in the front car, sitting in the convertible, on the hood, leading us in triumph. So what should we be doing? Thanking God. Why? Because we've already won. Pastor Kim, how is that possible? How is that possible? Because I looked at my bank account. I couldn't have possibly won because I, 
I still can't make my bills. I still can't pay my rent on time. I still can't consistently pay the car note and the rent. I still can't consistently go to the grocery store and keep the lights on. You're looking at the wrong account. You're looking at the losing account. But if you would get your account, your eyes, off of this physical, natural account and get your eyes up on that heavenly treasure that's never running out, that's always overflowing, that's all, always ready to dispense to you. You know, our Lord Jesus became poor that we, through his poverty, might become, be made rich. We've already Okay, I'm going to make it real plain. Most of you know that 2020 has been something else. 2020 has been very, 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 very interesting. But regardless of what has happened, we have already won. We came into 2020 winning. We're going to go out of 2020 winning. The only way you suffered any loss is because you forgot you already won. So I'm 49 now, and I got it right, because I think 50 is going to be really fun. So I'm like totally excited. I have never hurt myself, because the truth of the matter is, I've never really done much to get yourself hurt. <laughs> I wasn't that girl. <laughs> I was the other girl. You know that girl where the neighbors never knew my mom and daddy had a daughter because I never came outside? I was that girl. So I didn't give myself opportunity. Once I understood that you could get hurt, I think the, the first time I, I did, I knocked my teeth out at Lou Brothers Furniture when they were downtown. And I walked around for, what, almost a year or so with no front teeth? But that wasn't my fault. That was my mama's fault for letting me run through the people's stuff. <laughs> I got to mess with it. <laughs> so I didn't really hurt myself. She let me get hurt. <laughs> but at 48 years old, I'm here at the church having a rather spirited conversation as I like to have. And I hear a sound that was the loudest sound I've ever heard. And it was loud because it was inside of my body. And I just knew everybody heard it. The whole earth moved beneath my body. I, I, I felt the whole room just spin, but I never fell. But the room, 
I can't even explain it. To make a long story short, I had a full rupture of my Achilles from the standing position. Yeah, I'm not, you know, you know, Clay Thompson. I'm no Kevin Durant. I'm not. One trying to be. And And so I did what, I don't know what I did. <laughs> because it just didn't make sense. And, and I remember standing there in my little Birkenstock and jeans, and I'm thinking, this ain't good. But I don't know what it is. So Elder Baker helps me to the car. Olivia's forced to now, you're a driver now, you got to drive me home. And I go home, and I sit in the bed, and I know it's not good. I can't curl my toes. That ain't good. I can't flex my foot. That can't be good. But it's still there, and I see it, but I can't stand on it. But still, I didn't know. And so I walked around from doctor to doctor, you know, payment to payment, limping and limping, causing pain to the good leg unnecessarily, because for weeks upon weeks, six weeks to be exact, I walked around in a boot. not knowing I had already won. Okay, no, you, okay. See, a lot of times we're good until your faith is now challenged or pulled upon or, or now it's got it's to be, it's great when it's the textbook. It's great when it's the textbook. It's a whole nother thing when it's the lab. A lot of things can go wrong in the lab because in the lab, you've got to apply what you read. So I knew the scriptures. I knew the protocol. I knew how to lay hands on the sick. I knew what scriptures I was supposed to go to. But I couldn't walk. And one morning, about three or four weeks in, I get out of bed. I'm sitting there on the edge of my bed before I put my boot on to do anything. I put the boot on. And the Lord said, I know the Lord's voice. He said, stand up. And so guess what I did? I stood up. And I'm standing next to my bed. Three or four weeks in, I'm, I'm standing there, and I'm standing. Now, I, I'm sure the Lord just knew that I would do the next step, which would be to move. But I stood, I sat down, and I put my boot on. And I kept 
going back to the boot, regardless of what I heard. You guys just stay with me, I'm gonna help you. I had already won. But I didn't know it. So I kept going back to the boot. See, you're already rich. I said, you're already rich. No, Pastor Kim, Pastor Kim, no, I, no, 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 I can't be. Yeah, I know, I know who you used to be. And how is it that things can be as good as they are right now when you look back five, six, 10, 15 years ago and you still find yourself saying, I'm not rich? Remember five years ago when you were making $9 and a quarter? But now you're making college graduate money and you've never been to college? But yet and still, I'll stand way over here and say, I don't have it. I can't make it. God, where are you? When are you going to show up in my life? What are you? But did you forget? Maybe we should just say thank you. See, I didn't realize when I stood up next to that bed that I should have said Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Because for four weeks, I've not felt both feet on the floor. But my textbook knowledge, I didn't make that link that, that victorious people say thank you. But I didn't see victory because I wasn't doing what I used to do. But I was doing something on this day that I couldn't do yesterday. So instead of complaining that I wasn't running, I should have been saying, thank you, Lord. Thank, thank you, Lord. Thank, thank you, Lord. Go to Malachi chapter 3 and verse 13. See, because if you're not praising, can I tell you what you're doing? You're complaining. And ask me how I know. The boot rubbing my skin. The boot is heavy. The boot is causing all the skin on my foot to peel off. The boot smells. It was, I couldn't find any reason. Now, I'm breathing, I'm working, I'm eating. I'm still getting to work every day. And I couldn't find one reason to tell God, thank you. But you know what I could find? I could find tears. And so there would be nights 
Well, I just go to my room. I have, I don't cry. I am not a crybaby girl. I'm not. But the last few weeks, well, those weeks, I cried a river, a stream, and a small sea. Can I tell you something? It never fixed anything. And there's a reason why. Did we find Malachi chapter 3? And verse 13, look at this. Look at what. God has this question for complainers. Your words have been harsh against me, says the Lord. My words have been harsh against you. Oh, no, Lord. I love you. No, he says, yet. You say, what have we spoken against you? Well, Lord, how am I being harsh against you? This way he took me. How have I been harsh against you? Keep going for me. He says, you have said it's useless to serve God. What profit is it that we've kept his ordinances and that we've walked as mourners before the Lord of our host? All the way to 16. So now we call the proud, blessed, and for those who do witnesses, wickedness are raised up, they even tempt God and go free. Oh, anybody, 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 anybody ever looked at them and it seemed like they who are not serving God aren't doing what you're doing? It seems like they're doing so much better than you are. It's not true. You're the victor. They're the losers that we're trying to get to become victors. But when we complain, see, we're thinking that it's just me. It's just me. No, I couldn't be. No, when I start to complain, my words are, be, are harsh to God. He, he can't even, he can't even, he can, oh, it makes him, you ever heard somebody start to say some things and it makes you cover your ears like, ooh, what, 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 ooh. Can you imagine God sitting on the throne and every time you open your mouth, he's, ooh, ooh, ooh. I said, we've already won. We've already won. Go to Romans chapter 8. And verse 31. Yeah, because see, you get to feeling sorry for yourself when you go through some things. I said, you get to feeling sorry for you. Don't, don't, thank you, Miss Patricia, because they wanted to act like I was the only one got to feeling sorry for myself. And I know that's not the case, because Pastor just had to turn around on people when he was trying to say, thank you, Lord. Nobody wanted to say, thank you, Lord, with him. I now know why. Because you feel sorry for yourself. Everybody else getting out of debt, and I'm not, I'm not. Everybody else getting married, but I'm not, but I'm not. Everybody getting a new car, but I'm not, but I'm not. Everybody else looks so happy, but I'm not. God, where are
was me. I'm telling you. You don't know how hard this is. Faith girl. Word girl, I love the word. But it doesn't take long to make this a theoretical thing and not make this an everyday life application that no matter what comes my way, I am already more than a conqueror. No matter what the evil one throws at me, I'm already victorious. No matter what comes my way, I am an overcomer. We already are. Remember, we're not trying to become anything. We already are. We're already healed. How is that possible? You know Romans chapter 8. Right? We're already, if that same spirit, is that 11? That raised Jesus Christ from the dead dwells in you. That spirit which raised Jesus Christ from the dead, he lives in you and he's going to quicken your mortal body. He's going to... It reads really well. It makes for excellent preaching. But how do you walk it out? You got to let that spirit that lives on the inside of you, you got to let him quicken you. Well, how do I let him? We'll get there. Look at this. Romans chapter, oh, they're there. Let's go back to, uh, go down to verse 31. See, what shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Who can be? You know, the devil is a who. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for some of us. No, he delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us some of the things? Just healing? Just finances? Just peace? No, all things. When we took on Jesus Christ, the victor, grand marshal of the ticker tape parade when we stepped into him we stepped smack dab into victory we stepped right into the midst of total life whole life long life we stepped right into the midst of prosperity we stepped right into the midst of everything we're looking for all things keep going for me who shall bring a charge against God's elect? Can I tell you about the condemnation that came? If you would just stop being so spirited. This wouldn't have happened. If you would have just kept mopping and went on home and not been so spirited you would be walking. That's not the truth. That's not the truth. 
condemnation wants to come. Condemnation wanted to stay. Condemnation wants to say, you have what you deserve. No. The truth is, I am a child of God. And the only thing I or you deserve is long life, peace, hallelujah, wellness, prosperity, happiness. Well, then why did it happen? Because I am celebrating in that Joker City. And he threw a bottle. He threw, it felt just like that. That joker threw something in the room. He threw something. Bam. Yeah. Yeah. See, you were doing too well. You're getting too bold. You're talking too much stuff. I got to shut you up some kind of way. in church during a pandemic how dare you didn't I tell y'all to shut down oh you want to open a school in the middle of a pandemic oh I don't think so you're gonna go home and sit down is what you're gonna do now I'm glad I'm glad I go to the church that I attend I'm telling you I'm glad I have the pastor that I have because if I didn't know if I didn't know anything else I knew this Every time these doors open, you better be in here. Now, somebody can call it religious. You can call it works. You can call it whatever you wanted to call. But I know that the devil would have killed me graveyard dead. If I didn't strap that book on and drag myself. Stand up and praise now. Stand up and praise. Damage this ankle trying to dance. Can't tell you how many pairs of shoes I bought trying to level that boot out. My husband and my mom returned boots all over the, the tri-county, just shoes all over the counties. Because I was trying to fix it myself. devil was trying to bring a charge against me. And I was trying to fight the best way I knew how. Keep going for me. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died. And furthermore, here's the victory, is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. How dare you say you're losing? Come on. When Jesus Christ. Grand Marshal of your ticker tape parade is talking to Father God on your behalf about your situation. How dare you feel sorry?
Next verse. That's the scripture. I forgot. Let me have a dark one. I'm still that girl. That's, I wear makeup. separate us from the love of Christ. Who? Who? You mean one of the jokers standing on the sidewalk as I'm riding through the parade? The devil and all his imps. shall separate you from the love of Christ. Now here's the what shall separate you. Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Thirty-six. As it is written, for your sake, we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet, yet, in persecutions, in peril, in famine, in tribulations, in ruptured Achilles, in low bank account, in a pandemic, with a running nose, and a headache, and a fever, you are more! More. More. More than conquerors through him who loved us. In all, I didn't say in some, I didn't say in some, I said in all.
think that's my mother. See, I wasn't this. Come on. Come on. This is my first rodeo in being hurt. Now, there are people who probably have a ton of experience in this. The same way of financial distress don't phase me a bit because I've been through a whole heap of bunch of those. And so I am already fully persuaded. They run out of toilet tissue at the grocery store. You know the pandemic, people was buying all the tissue. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't trip. I didn't trip. It kept coming. It kept coming. And I wasn't buying it. I'd look up and the garage would have Charmin in it. And I wasn't buying it. Because every time I went to buy it, it was gone. But see, I've already learned how to call in necessities. I've already learned how to pay the rent when there's no rent money. I've already learned that. But I didn't know how to manifest a healing from a weird accident? I, I, I didn't, I didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't know what to do. And I remember calling Dad Derber, and I'm telling him, and I, it might have been a text, and I said, Dad, I've never hurt myself. And that's all I said. Because I didn't know, I was not fully persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other created thing shall be able to separate me from the love of God which is where in Christ Jesus and where I where am I in Christ Jesus where are you in Christ Jesus. So what can separate you from the love of God? Absolutely nothing. But do you know what can happen? One of my personal Titus two women, she got on me. You know what she said? She don't know she was getting on me, but she was getting on me. Talking about other things, but not talking about me and to me, but talking to me. You know the Lord can do that, right? And they say, you know, a lot of times we can spend so much time doing that we forget about the being. You can spend so much time showing the love that you forget to be loved. Well, la-di-da, look at that. So, the love of God will heal you. The love of God will heal you. But in this area, y'all, I was so slow. I was slow, like sped slow. I should stop saying that. I was, I was bad off. 
I was bad because I didn't I, I, I couldn't get the basics down so walking around dragging my boot my smelly boot with my peeling foot and when I say peeling I mean I lost every square centimeter of skin on that foot that is beautiful now nah, I don't even need a pedicure that skin is brand but I lost all of it do you know how bad that looks oh oh it was bad y'all it was bad it's like it was like it was like anything the devil could do to poke at me he was doing because I was letting him because instead of doing what I was supposed to be doing, I was whining and complaining. I'm gonna show you what I was supposed to be doing. And so, and so, so my Titus too, she sent me some exercises and she said, you need to do this. Now let me tell you about the love of God. I, I'm skipping stuff, love of God. So you go through these things, right? And you see that the devil's not just okay with your Achilles being ruptured. He's not okay with that. I told you, we've never been hurt. We didn't know what to do. Y'all, I didn't even know what doctor to go to. I don't even know how you go to a doctor. I was just calling people on the phone. Calling, I said, okay, let me call these people. I saw this sign, and they said, you can come in there, and they got doctors, and I'm going to go. So I went downtown to the, you know, the, the urgent care clinic, and he looked, and he said, hmm, you might need an MRI. $275, cha-ching, x-ray first, oh yeah, yeah, x-ray, first he said x-ray, but then he touched me, and he was like, no, 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 no x-ray, he made me buy a boot, he made me pay his office visit, for which he did nothing, well, he did nothing, the moment I put that leg up there, he said, okay, you should see somebody else, <laughs> try a podiatrist or a, a sports, a sports medicine person. I said, try a podiatrist. So, okay, he tell me which one. So I'm gonna try the easiest one. Podiatrist just seems a little more because I didn't do any sports, so I don't need a sports medicine nothing because I didn't. I, I don't do sports. I tried that, didn't work out. And so I go see him, and he says, Oh, okay. You know, if it's a small thing, I'll fix it up right here in my office. Here's what I want you to go do. I want you to go get an MRI. Cha-ching! See, the devil ain't just okay with it being the Achilles. See, he ain't okay. He wants to drain us. He wanted... Because I don't have any health insurance. Y'all know that. I don't, even know, I don't even know how you get it. I, I don't even know what you're supposed to do. It's been so... I don't know what you do. I don't, I don't know, y'all. And so I go get this expensive MRI. Cash. Pay for that. You go back to the doctor for him to read it. More cash. Only for him to say, oh. Oh, you need to go see somebody else. I got to go see somebody. What? What's your fault? <laughs> go see somebody else. Cha-ching. Oh, let me read your MRI. Ooh. Ooh. 
okay, so you're going to need surgery, and we're going to do the surgery. What day you want to schedule the surgery? And, you know, it was just all the surgery. You're going to do the surgery, and we're going to get the surgery scheduled, and you let us know the surgery. Now, here's what you need to know. We need all of our money 48 hours in advance. The, the lady will call you and tell you the whole price of this. Now, we might have to add this, and we're going to have to graph this, and we're going to pull this, and we're going to take a piece from your big toe, and we're going to put the now you're cutting my big toe, and you're going to take a piece of tendon from the big toe, and you're going to put it back there, and you're going to graft this. You're and then the girl called. And she said, ching, 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 ching. I said, ching, 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 ching. She said, yes, ching, ching, ching. But you would think that would stop, right? So you call back the doctor. And, he, and they call you back and they say, oh, we forgot something. We need a cha-ching-ching on that cha-ching-a-ching-ching, cha-ching-ching-ching-ching. And I said, okay, more cha-ching-ching-ching, cha-ching-ching-ching-ching. Sure, because I've got faith for money. That was the easy part. It would have been super easy if we didn't have it. It would have been real easy if we didn't have it. It'd been real easy if we didn't have it. And so now the real fight begins. Oh, the real fight begins. The real fight begins. Because by now, I'm at week number four. And do you know what four weeks of whining, complaining, skin peeling, bad doctor reports, what that equal, equates to? Fear. Fear had set in. Y'all judging me. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get y'all up off of me. Go to 2 Chronicles chapter 20. Y'all about to get up off of me because y'all acting like y'all don't want to listen to none of my old messages because I just told you I had some. Like y'all ain't had no fear. Now look at this. Because I'm, I'm going to bring this all full circle. I'm getting ready to go home. So Jehoshaphat, right? All these people coming against him. They want to fight him. And it's a lot of them. But I don't know what the problem is. As I'm reading all of these chapters, I'm like, what's the problem with Jehoshaphat? You know you got in trouble with Ahab. Ahab tried to trick you and have you killed. The people surrounded you getting ready to kill you. You call on the Lord and whoop, they gone. You know how to fight this. But see, these, those weren't uh, Jehoshaphat's enemies. Those were Ahab's enemies. Jehoshaphat didn't know what to do when he had a personal when he had his own personal enemies. So here's what happens. He gets down there, and it says, uh, in verse 2, it says, Then some came and told Jehoshaphat. See how people will help your fear? People will help your fear? Let me tell you what the doctor did to me, the one that wanted to ching-ching-ching-ching-ching-ching-ching-ching-ching-ching-ching. So he gives me this big packet with all of the information of what the surgery was going to be like. Do you know what the devil made him do? Send me video links, number one, to show me the surgeries, in cartoon form, though, so it wouldn't really scare me. But then he took the report from the MRI, and he stapled it to the front. Now, at the time, it didn't seem like a big deal until I had gotten on the other side, and it was sitting next to my bed, so I picked it up and I read it again. But this time, I was on the other side. The first time I read it, it totaled, because it said, total rupture, 1.1 centimeter gap of, of the, that, that uh, right Achilles. Then it went on to say, 
and destruction of other adjoining tendons and tissues. So then you know what the devil starts telling you then? You ain't never going to walk. You're going to need a cane. You're going to need a walker. You're going to be walking around with one of those plastic things on your leg inside of those big white New Balance tennis shoes. You're just going to be, you know, that's what I'm just telling you how it played out in my mind. I'm telling you that, that's, 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 what it, that's what it did. It played it all the way out. It was so much information. So one day I'm sitting over here when I used to sit on this side. The Lord had my mom come to me. She said, don't read anything else. And I'm like, well, how she know I've been reading? Because I ain't told her I've been reading nothing. But the Lord knew I had been reading something. And he knew you weren't going to roll your eyes at your mama. <laughs> you go. And so she came and she said, hey, stop reading. And she wasn't in my house reading with me. But the Lord knew my fear was growing. And the Lord loves me. The Lord loves you. He knows your fear is growing. So he's sending people. They're not in your business. They're not bothering you. They're not picking on you. They're not aggravating you. They're there to help you because the Lord is trying to get you off of that victim's path and get you into the ticker tape parade where all of the victors are. But look what happened to Jehoshaphat. We get to verse 3 and it says, and Jehoshaphat feared. He feared. I said he feared. Do you know what would keep you out of victory? One of the things that will keep you out of victory is fear. Fear will keep you. I mean, he couldn't even recall that he had already gotten out of a battle just by calling on the Lord. They had surrounded him. But just by calling on the Lord, he gets out of trouble? Oh, come on. Because fear will keep you from seeing all of your past victories. Fear will have you sitting up saying, God has forgotten all about me when you know good and well from whence the Lord has bought you from. You know good and well how he's healed you, how he's kept you, how he's protected you, how he's watched over you, how he's made a way when you knew there was no way. God did it. God did that. Pauline, did you ever think you'd be off of Fairfield, living over there in that neighborhood with a big old pool in your backyard, driving all them cars? Did you ever? But when you were in the hut, it seemed like this is going to be it. And do you know how easy it is to start looking at where you are now? Because you're looking at what somebody else has and what somebody else is doing and where somebody else is going that you forget you are already winning. So you got to deal with your fear. I had to deal with my fear. I had to deal with it. And I didn't know how to deal with it. So the Lord sent, once again, that Titus 2 lady, she comes to me and she says, now I asked the Lord why this girl ain't walking. And you know what he said? Fear. I'm going to see you on Friday. I'm going to see you on Friday. Now, this is six weeks in. I'm going to see you on Friday. Play that first video for me. I'm going to see you on Friday. We're going to deal with this fear. Did it, did it, did it? Now, now look. 
See, you see the boot? Yes. See, because I didn't know and, um, you can see that I can walk. <laughs> I didn't know that I could, I didn't know. I had no clue. Not just walk yes. forward, We're doing it. but now and, walk. Um, you can see how your foot. <laughs> okay, now step. Now, how long did fear keep me there? Because the Saturday, after the injury, injury on a Thursday, that Saturday I'm sitting here in women's prayer. And two women came up, Krista and Kelly, came and got on the ground, and my mom joined them. And they said, we're not going home until we do something about this foot. And they prayed a powerful prayer of faith. And I began to cry. Do you know why I cried? Because somebody felt sorry for me. And no, Pastor Kim, you cried because it was, it was, you was moved and you, no, because soon as they were done, I stood up with my boot and I kept going. In the boot. And I kept that boot on for another six weeks because I hadn't dealt with the fear yet. So it didn't matter what prayer was being prayed it didn't matter that pastor just laid hands on you three weeks ago. It don't matter that somebody just gave you an infusion of cash. It doesn't matter that any of that stuff has happened because the fear is choking out the victory. You can't even, you can't even see it. So do you know that was the last day I had the boot at six weeks? Now let me tell you how the devil will help your fear. One of those times on my shoe buying trips, we left church and I'm gonna go buy another pair of shoes to balance out this boot, and I walk into Pelts, and the lady says, oh, what happened to your foot? I said, ruptured Achilles. She said, oh, my daughter had the same thing. And if that wasn't bad, she said, she cried because the doctor had her, first told her 12 weeks in the boot, and then he pushed it to 20 weeks and she loves to run, and she's in that boot for 20 weeks. Do you know what that did with my fear? See, the same way words of God will build your faith, lies from the enemy will build and fuel your fear. So now all I could think was, I wasn't in the kind of physical shape that girl was. She said, that girl's running. And she heard her Achilles jumping over a fence. I've never been able to jump over a fence. So what does that mean for me? 30 weeks in the boot? Do, do you see what it did? And so I come out of pelts with the ugliest pair of shoes you'd ever seen. And I sit in the car. This is my lot in life. I'm wearing a boot. But do you know what you have to do? You have to surround yourself with people who can hear from heaven. That's what Jehoshaphat did. Man of God, a seer, got a word. He says, listen, y'all, y'all ain't going to have to fight this thing yourself. You're not going to have to fight this thing yourself. He says, no, the Lord's got you. He's going to take you. Read that chapter when you get home. The Lord's got you. You're going to fight, but you're not going to fight because the Lord's going to fight for you. And as you know, they got there overlooked and there was everybody dead. Why? Because the Lord had already done the 
was going to help me. So I went to see Cha-Ching-Ching -ching again, and I gave Cha-Ching-Ching, Cha-Ching-Ching, Cha-Ching-Ching some more money to tell him, no, I'm not having surgery. Why? Because I had finally gotten my word. See, I stopped complaining, and I said, okay, Kim, you got to stop this. You got to stop this. You got to stop this. Had a good talk with my husband. I cried it all out. He let me just, he let me just tell him the truth, and I cried it all out, and I, oh, okay, I'm done complaining. I'm going to start praising. I'm going to start praising. I'm going to start praising. Yes, God, I'm going to praise. Oh, you are the God that healeth me. You are the Lord, my healer. You sent your word and you healed my disease. You are the Lord, my healer. And I kept singing that, 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 and you sent your word and you healed. You kept, ah, and I kept singing, and I kept singing it, and I kept singing it, and I kept coming to church, and I kept coming to church, and I kept singing Jehoshaphat and them, they kept going to church. When they beat them, they went back to church. I kept coming to church. I kept coming to church. And then Barbara said, we need to pray. We need to fast. We need to read, read these scriptures. I read the scriptures. Then all of a sudden, my word came. See, because you can be full on the word and not make any moves. But when you get your word, and I got my word from Jeremiah 33, the Lord God, said, I will bring you health and healing. Hallelujah. He says, and I will heal you and reveal to you an abundance of peace and truth. And he says, when the nations see it, my God, they're going to fear and tremble when they see all of the good and all of the prosperity that I bring to you. He said, I'm going to rebuild your Achilles as, as the first. I said, Lord, I said, yes, sir. Because now I'm praising. And so now I can get a word because I'm not complaining anymore. Now I'm praising and I can get a word. Now I'm praising. And I got my word and I started praising God. And I started praising God. At first I was praising him by faith because I really didn't feel like praising God. I said, oh, but God, Lord, you are good. You are, you are good. You do heal. So I started walking, I started walking, I started walking, and then she said, now I'm going to tell you now, I told you, cha-ching-ching, went back to see him. So he wanted more money, but he didn't want me to pay it to him, he wanted me to pay it to the other people in their practice. So he says, here's your physical therapy um, script, and here's the script for this new boot I want you to go into, since you're not going to wear this boot anymore, I want you to put this one on. And so I went and bought the boot, said, $150, look at y'all, and I said, oh my God, how much? That's okay. If it lets me flex my foot, you say I should flex. I'm going to buy this boot. Titus 2 woman said, what you need that boot for? Next day, you say, I don't need that boot. Hold on, let me call these people. <laughs> because the devil doesn't just want to steal. He wants to kill. He wants to destroy. He wanted this one thing to wipe us out, destroy my faith, leave him partnerless. So I got to praising, and my word came, and I got some of my money back, and I told him I wasn't having the surgery, and the moment I spoke that truth, healing began to spring forth. I said healing began to spring, and before I knew it,
She said, okay, you're going to walk around this church. I said, I walked around the church. She says, no, we do everything in completion. You're going to do it seven times. I'm going to do it how many times? Seven times. Okay, now we're going to walk the block. Now, about in a week, I want you walking a mile. I said, you want me doing what? I don't walk no mile. Now, I might ride a bicycle a mile, but I don't walk a mile. Anyways, you know, unless I'm in the mall. And then so she said, no, you can do this. You can do this. You can do this. Why? Because the love of God has already made you victorious. Now, I'm telling y'all my business, but please be applying this to your life. You've already won. And whatever situation has you feeling defeated, you're not defeated. The devil just wants you to think you are. So I, y'all, so you got to surround yourself. See, Jehoshaphat, he, he had an emotional problem. I, I think Jehoshaphat had an acceptance problem. So he aligned himself with people to be accepted by the Israelites, the northern kingdom. So it was Asa, and then it was Ahaziah. He kept aligning himself, and that's the only reason he got in trouble, because he had some things that he hadn't dealt with personally. But he knew to keep men of God around him. He knew that if I don't keep this life in order, I'd be utterly destroyed. So he kept himself surrounded by people. Well, I didn't have anybody who couldn't help me. But do you know in the middle of a pandemic, the Lord will send you a physical therapist? I said the Lord will send you a physical therapist. I said the Lord will send you whatever you need. At that time, that's what I needed. Now, I didn't know this what she did. I didn't know she, I didn't even know why she was here. Because other churches were closed and she's like, I'm looking for church and I remember them. But I know she remembered us, but truth of the matter is, God says, go there, because she's going to need you. <laughs> and she's obedient, and she came. And oh my God, oh my God, and I'm going to end it right here. Because we've already won. Play the last video for me, and just right. watch this, guys. All right, watch you can this. go. Get to the church. you to hear. I need you to play it back with the audio. Because, before you play, because guys, we got to stay connected. You got to stay in the house. When Jehoshaphat and those guys went down there and they found out that they had already won, they didn't have to fight. All they had to do was praise. You don't have to fight. All you have to do is praise. You don't have to get another job. All you have to do is praise. You don't need a new husband. All you have to do is praise. You don't need a new wife. All you have to do is praise. You don't need to do and move to Atlanta and go to Chicago. You don't need to do any of that. Just praise. You've already won. And when you praise, when you begin to praise, God will show you you've already won. But then when you've already, when you found out you've won, you've got to get assembled in the valley. And they assembled in the valley of Baraka. And down there they began to praise. 
And it says, if you keep reading, that they left the Valley of Baraka and they went back to Jerusalem with Jehoshaphat leading them. The devil wants to disconnect you from us. See, because if he disconnects you from somebody who's cheering you on, sometimes in a spirited voice, sometimes in a very spirited voice, he can kill you. But you got to keep yourself around people who know you can. See, because I didn't know I could, because I couldn't do that before the injury. I don't know if it was shin splints. I don't know what it was. But I, I, I was telling my Titus 2 today, I said, listen to me, I tried to run. I've not ran since like seventh grade in middle school because I figured out if you just become friends with a PE coach, they didn't make you do anything. So I was standing on the track talking with Coach Davis, uh, call, talking with Coach Mullins at Riviera Middle School. I just talked with them all. I just talked with the grown-ups. I'm not finna run. So when I did that, it was powerful. Now, here's why I was able to do it. Watch this. Play it again with the audio. All right, you can go. Get to the trash can. Come on, push it, girl. Push it, push it, push it. Push it, push it, come on, run now. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. See, when a man isolates himself, he intermeddles with all wisdom. The devil can tell you all sorts of things when you get off by yourself. But when you stay connected to people who will cheer you to the finish line, if it wasn't nothing but really about 25 yards, it doesn't matter. They'll cheer you on like you just finished a marathon. Can I, that's what this is all about out there. It's about separating everybody from voices that mean them well. That's what the church closing is all about. Has very little to do with the pandemic. It's to separate us so if the devil can isolate us, those fear thoughts, those losing thoughts, those depressive thoughts, they'll get the best of you. Those condemning thoughts, they'll get the best of you. Because there's nobody saying, push it, girl. You can do it. Keep going. You can do it. Don't stop. Go faster. You can do it. Well, I'm telling you, keep running. Don't stop. Push it. You've already won. This is just an exercise. This is just an exercise. Run. Run. The race has already been won. You've been crowned victorious. So today, for 1.53 miles, yes, I was tracking, we ran walk today. Run, walk, run, walk, run, walk, run. Did I stop a couple of times? Absolutely. Did I feel like I was going to lose yesterday's lunch? Yes. But then I stopped, and you know what she said? Don't stop. Just whatever you do, don't stop. 
keep walking, keep walking, keep walking. And by the time we made, to, made it to the corner, my strength was back. I said, God, what is this? Victory. I said, God, what is this? Victory. Victory. Ladies and gentlemen, you've won. All you have to do is thank God. Every day, let your lips be filled with thanksgiving. Listen, 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says this. In everything, not for everything, in everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. In everything, give thanks. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We win. Oh, my God. Amen. Thank you, sir. Hallelujah. 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 Now, come on and give Hallelujah. God a big praise for that word tonight. Come on, come on, come on. Hallelujah. Come on, let's celebrate the goodness of Jesus. Celebrate the greatness of our God. Celebrate the victory tonight that we already have in him. Hallelujah. He always gives the victory, always causes the triumph. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you tonight that you have given us the victory. The victory is sealed. In fact, God, we say it like this, the fight is already fixed. It's fixed. Hallelujah. It's already been bought and paid for. Hallelujah. And God, tonight, thank you that we have the victory assured to us. Hallelujah. As we walk in the spirit and live this life by faith, we live knowing that the victory is ours. It's done. It's assured. We don't have to work at it. We just receive it and enjoy it. Thank you. You told us, Lord, that to labor to enter into a rest. So thank you, Lord, for the rest that's here for us. Just to enjoy all the things you have for us. We know, Lord, that we have an adversary, the devil. We know that. But you told us to resist him steadfast in the faith. Your word told us to submit ourselves to you, to resist the devil, and he will flee from us. Thank you. Father, we want to thank you that Jesus has already prayed for us. He's our intercessor. He's interceding for us around the clock, day and night. Thank you that he stands before you. Thank you that, that those nail-scarred hands Father, that was the nail-pierced feet. Father, that when you saw that, it paid for our victory. Think of that he stands before you now, and sits next to you as the victorious champion forever. Your word says that we are seated in him in heavenly places. So we are seated in that place of victory. Thank you that Jesus Christ already spoiled principalities triumphing over them openly, putting them to open shame, marching in that victory parade, and we are marching behind him, with him. He's dragging that old serpent, dragging that dragon, dragging that devil, that defeated foe, dragging him. 
showing that he's defeated. Tonight, thank you, God, for the wonderful, wonderful, wonderful example we have of Pastor Kim's life and how you've brought her through that time. And God, how you allowed her to become fully persuaded, helped her become fully persuaded. God, I pray tonight for every person's room, wherever there's still some doubt, wherever there's still some unbelief, wherever there's still some indecision, wherever there's still some sort of question about can you do it, that they'll realize it's already done. That they ask, can you heal it? They'll realize they're, they're already healed. Can you provide? They'll realize you've already provided. You've already made a way. It's already done for us. So, Father, we pray that every person in this room tonight would leave this place in full assurance like Abraham who became fully persuaded that you who had made him a promise were fully able to perform that which you had promised. That he was not weak in faith but was strong in faith giving glory to God. So Lord, let us tonight not be weak in faith but become strong in our faith giving glory to God giving you thanks now, giving you praise now for the victory. Help us to take our minds and our eyes off the problems and to stop complaining and to start praising, to stop complaining and to start worshiping and to stop complaining and start declaring your word over our situations. Forgive us for having harsh and stout words against you. God, we use our mouths to declare Jesus is Lord. Tonight, continue to strengthen each person. Thank you, Father, that we will receive the end of our faith. That God, everything that we've been believing you for, whether it's a trial, something we're missing, something that's happening, thank you that we'll walk out the victory you've already given us. God, we love you tonight and we give you praise. We give you thanksgiving and we give you all the glory. We pray all these things and expect miracles to happen in our lives just as you've done for our dear Pastor Kim. We thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for the evidence right in front of us of what you can do. Bless us all, we pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Put those hands together again and give God a great big hand of praise. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord.